So, uh, ready to be counted in, Jeans? Yeah. Ready in Chamesh. Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah! Where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Man, have you turned, have you tuned into a great show? I'm so glad you're here. Just as that song was playing, my husband texted me a photo, Nadav, if it's not too much trouble. Can you please put this up on the screen? This happened in real time. I'm like, oh my. Oh yeah, give me one second. You're going to die, you guys. I mean, if this isn't just the best thing ever, this is what it's like having a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So as I'm literally talking to you, this pops up. Let's see if Nadav can bring it up. It's really neat. It's real. <laughs> My friend came over yesterday with her six-month-old, and that baby's already standing. And I was like, oh, you're in for it. Oh, I am tired. There we go. That's my wall <laughs> right now as we, as we record this. That just fucking happened. I don't know if that's ink or if that's pencil. I don't know what was used to make that. Uh, but that's going to be neat to pay for the repainting again. That's every fucking wall. I just bought, let me tell you what's up moms. If you want uh, to improve the quality of your carpet life, do yourself a favor and buy yourself a Bissell steam cleaner, a Bissell. Okay. $200. I got one for the pet filth, the Bissell pet model. I'm telling you, it's like, because I don't know if you've ever paid to steam clean your carpets professionally. It costs a goddamn fortune. I paid $200 or something for this Bissell, and it is a game changer. And I love using it. It was one of the highlights of my day the other day when the, the, the vacuum came and the boys were excited and we unwrapped it and I... I used a steam cleaner. It is so gratifying. It's almost as gratifying as watching those TikToks I was watching where the, the woman cleans the lid of the jar of the jelly. Like, oh God, it's so fucking good. Um, but yes, I, they don't sponsor the show or anything. I just thought I would share personal life stuff. So I a few pieces of business I wanted to share with you. Um, I thought this was fantastic. I found this on the Grum this is from somebody named A Dip of Darling. I don't know who they are on TikTok, but this showed up in my feed. It was one of those great quotes that, you know, it's like a decorated post-it and then a great quote that says, don't yell at your kids. Lean in and whisper. It's scarier. <laughs> I thought, oh, isn't that just brilliant? That really is true because they sense when you spiral out of control. Kids live for getting you fired up and getting you riled up. My, my two-year-old is really into squeezing the dog's fur and pulling the dog's paws. And it's not to hurt the dog so much as it is to have Tom and I freak out and be like, what are you doing? You're fucking touching the dog. So there is that. Um, oh, I read this thing on the internet too. Who are you? Oh, this one. Let's go there too. This one's fucking great. So as many of you know, look, I'm all for progress. I am a hundred percent behind, um, everything really going on socially, but I do think it's a little silly that people are kind of pressuring corporations to change things that are like, mm, I don't know 
I don't know if it's really that important. <laughs> like um, today I read an article in the Atlantic about um, are we now harming white women uh, by the use of Karen and <laughs> um, by pointing out white women's privilege and the whole Karen meme is that somehow hurting us white ladies and on behalf of the Karens everywhere, don't worry about it. No. And behalf, don't worry. Atlantic and Harper's or whatever magazine. We're fine. The white women are fine. Um, yeah, right. It's so stupid. Like, don't don't worry about. It. We don't need to think about every fucking implication of everything happening. A Karen is, and there this article was saying how a Karen is like particularly white blonde woman with that John and Kate haircut. The Kate, the fam- could you imagine by the way being the woman that the whole Karen meme is based on? John and Kate plus eight. There she is. Where, where's her haircut? Oh, the Kate. I mean, there she is. <laughs> That's so crazy. That could you imagine a haircut being? I would. I would argue as iconic as like the Jennifer Aniston is the Kate, which is party in the back, long in the front, which gives the illusion of like I still have long hair, but I don't have to do the work, which is what <laughs> moms hate doing the work. It's too much work to have hair, and. Uh, Look at that. That is a look that says, don't touch my vagina. I am not a woman anymore. So, uh, so, you know, there was this article this morning about whether or not calling women Karens is demeaning to the white women. But I was really, really, really glad to see my favorite uh, place to shop, Traders Joe, is pushing back on the woke stuff of... Uh, of changing the names of their food brands. So their whole branding is like they'll, you know, Trader Ming's is the the Asian dumplings and Trader Jose is the Mexican food and Trader Giotto is the Italian food. For those of you, I know Trader Joe's may not be in every state, but for those of you listening in like the Ukraine and stuff, it's a, it's a great low price grocery market um and the whole ethic and the vibe is to be fun and positive you can bring your kids in i brought my kids in there wearing nothing but a diaper and no shoes and they're like it's fine come on you're in trader joe's they ring the bell and there's an elf that people find during the holidays so apparently a group of fucking karens or whoever uh wokists wanted they they signed a petition a fucking petition on change.org uh, that calling on the company to quote remove racist packaging okay so meaning the trader mings the arabian joes the middle east Roots. it's like fucking really guys let me let's put shit in perspective okay <laughs> like did you guys see the epstein documentary on netflix like that's real evil in the world and the democratic free world happening right now child sex trafficking and you know this is not a big deal so finally i'm so proud of trader with joe and i highly suggest you support this company because this is what needs to happen look I, again i'm all for change and progress i believe black lives matter i believe we need to re-educate the police and figure shit out However, pressuring companies to do stuff like this is nonsense. Okay, so here's Trader Joe's uh, rebuttal, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> Quote, 
We want to be clear. We disagree that any of these labels are racist. <laughs> the company said a new statement shared with USA Today on Tuesday. We do not make decisions based on petitions. If we feel there is need for change, we do not hesitate to take action. Amen. God bless. Fucking traders, Joe. Yes. Because, you know, look, let's put this in perspective. Again, I'm liberal. I went to school at a University of San Francisco. I'm fucking liberal. But to waste our time and, and allow consumers a small fraction of the population on Twitter, which is really who these nutbags are, a fucking fraction of a fraction of angry people, um, who want to take down things and dismantle? It's like, dude, relax, okay? It's a fucking burrito with a silly word on it. It's not the end. Now, again, however, I would argue, uh, but then there's other stuff where, like, you go, Aunt Jemima, like, oh, Aunt Jemima. Let's bring up Aunt Jemima. <laughs> then there are things that, you know, I don't know. It's a debate worth having. Is she. Oh, wait, there's the original. <laughs> so we have revised Aunt Jemima over the, the years. And I, I think, the, I don't know how, but when or why, but you know what? There are things that get revised over time that make sense. And then there are things that I guess don't need it. What do you guys think? Aunt Jemima racist? Do we take her down? Um, it feels, feels a little off. Yeah, right? Like that one, when you, I think when you put the image of a woman too, I think that adds, like, I don't... Bring up like Trader Jose. Hold on. Let me see like a Trader Jose product. Is there like, is it like Speedy Gonzalez with a sombrero? And even if it was, no, see, they kind of, they know where to draw the line. No, they just got an accento on the E. I think it's all pretty and good fun. Right. So <laughs> otherwise it's Trader Josie if they don't right. have the uh, the accent on the E. Got you. So this is a little more subdued. It doesn't feel. This doesn't have Jemima vibes. It doesn't, right? See, and I feel like, don't you feel like you can... As a human, you feel what's truth and what's not, and you feel what's inherently gross and what's not. So, right, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's about intention. It is about right? intention. And fuck you if you sign that stupid petition um, trying to pressure yet another corporation to do something. And the problem with these companies is that, you know, they have to please everybody. That's how they make their money. And they're going to kowtow to any small group that threatens their existence. Now, if there is a petition you would like to sign, uh, there is a guy by the name of Jason Yakovich. Uh, I believe he's in, in Alaska, Anchorage. Very depressing place. Shout out to Anchorage. I've performed there in uh in uh, January, the coldest month, uh, many years ago. So, oh wait, no, Jason Yakovich. Google Jason Yakovich. Was that the article you sent us? Yeah, before? the guy oh, who was okay. killed. So this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I found a petition for this guy this morning. Um, I think it's Yakov. No, I don't know. Just just type in um, Jason Yakovich Hammer Atlanta, Alaska. It's pretty fucking amazing. No, it doesn't come up. Well, anyway, there's this guy in Alaska. We'll find it up. Hammer. Yeah, vigilante. Here he is. I think this is this is him. Well, maybe I had his name incorrect. Vigilante. Okay, so there's this guy I found, Jason. Vol can you can you read it? I can't see his name. Volkovich. Vukovich. Vukovich. Anyways, this guy went around with a hammer, beating the shit out of pedophiles. <laughs> Two thumbs up, Jason. 
I don't know what other crimes this guy has committed. I know nothing other than this story. So if we find out that he is a pedophile himself or like something, sorry. Uh, as for now, I would like to start a petition to give money to this guy's commissary uh, because he went out and he's apparently he was molested as a child and took it upon himself to go <laughs> and attack pedophiles with a hammer. So good for you. Um, and I'm pretty sure any parent listening would agree now. There you go. I love this guy. Good job. He might be a little crazy. He's got some facial tattoos. He might be really crazy. What? Just because he beats pedophiles with hammers, you think he might be crazy? Just a little bit. <laughs> but you know what? At least he's after the right demo. I was watching last night. Have you seen? Oh, my God. There's a show on Netflix where this guy who um, he was committed he, he was falsely accused of murder. This guy was put in a UK prison for 12 years, and now he goes and he goes around to the most volatile prisons in the world. Have you I, seen this? I have. <gasps> and what do you think? It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Because, like, he goes to, like, the Peruvian prisons or, like, oh Bulgarian God. prisons. Yeah. And he walks around. He's like... Yeah, this is nothing like the UK prisons. There's no guards. There's no walls. There's no locks on doors. It's just a big bullpen. And they're, and everyone's just walking around with knives. <laughs> right? It's the I've laughed so many times watching that it's, show. It's great. I, I, do you know what the name of it is so I can tell these moms listening? I feel like it's like most dangerous prisons. Let me it's, figure it out. I just found it last night. and Well, let me tell you, it's fascinating because... Yeah, this guy's great. Could you imagine being put in jail for yeah, 12 it, years on false accusations? Inside the world's toughest prisons. Woo! Bye-bye! <laughs> Woo! I mean, talk about the best show. I, I thought it couldn't get better on Netflix after Indian Matchmaker. And then I found Inside the World's Toughest Prisons. And, uh, I mean, he's so thoughtful. And because he knows the mind of a convict, like he spent so much time around these people, these criminals. Oh, there's the Bulgarian one. Freeze on that one. Um, he really understands how they think and like what systems work best for them and what obviously doesn't work. So he went, I watched two episodes. I watched the Bulgarian one where mostly it was um, gypsies who get put away because I was like, whoop, that's my tribe. Let's check them out. Let's see what my peeps are up to. First of all, I'm very proud. I saw an awful lot of Adidas in the prisons because <laughs> in the really poor countries and the really messed up prisons, they don't even give you a suit. Like, you don't have yellow, orange, nothing, bro. Like, it's your street clothes every day, all day. And yeah, so they're all in Adidas tracksuits, like all the, the inmates in Bulgaria, which is so amazing. Um, and you find out more about gypsy culture. So first of all, it's a huge insult for anybody to be called a gypsy. Like, when people find out I'm Hungarian, they're like, oh, like a gypsy. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because the gypsy culture, from what we learn in this, like, they're more about, like, they like to keep to themselves. They have their own way of doing shit. And their own way of doing stuff is, like, we don't like to work. We steal. And <laughs> we marry off our... Yo, it's real. Like, that... And I'm not, like... It is real. Like, listen to the, the gypsies themselves are like, yeah, you know, we didn't like to work. We just, uh, and we, <laughs> my daughter, she got married at 13. And like, it's just, it is the worst. And, the, and even Bulgaria, the government is like, yeah, we can't do shit about these people. Like, they, they just like how they live. Like, they're just like, they're our hillbillies. And we, what are you going to do? Force education on them and force a different life. They don't want it. They don't want it. 
but the point is, what was my point on that? Oh, so he goes to Norway. Did you see the Norway prison? Um, I don't know. I think they all kind of bled together. Yeah. Once you see a full season, it's like, it's you know. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Norwegian prisons are... Uh, famous for actually rehabilitating people. So when he checked into that prison, they don't they don't put a hand up your ass. They don't like treat you like a scumbag. They treat you like a human being, and you get a, a cell to yourself, and you're allowed to talk to the guards, and you're allowed to rehabilitate yourself. Like you, they genuinely rehabilitate, and so their recidivism rate is so much lower because they get to be treated like humans probably for the first time in their lives um you know because i don't think people are born murderers and rapists and shit i think you have to have a whole lot of bad life experiences that lead up to making bad decisions uh cultural stuff yeah i mean look at this this is this is an inmate cell um in a norwegian prison i mean look at that that's like it's humane right it's like a dorm room yeah it's fucking college it's probably. great yeah i'm like <laughs> i don't even think my dorm room was as nice as yeah. a norwegian Where's prison the beer fridge oh he does have <laughs> he a fridge does. they Look all do <laughs> and they have a separate room for a toilet and like a shower but it makes sense like yeah why not rehabil- but anyway it costs one hundred twenty thousand dollars per customer to rehabilitate and that's probably why we're not keen on <laughs> So those are my two highlights for today. Also, um, just as equally important, the Paris Hilton documentary is going to be coming out soon and it's going to be on YouTube. And I'm not like a huge Paris Hilton fan. I don't necessarily agree with like... You know, what does she stand for? Being hot. I get it. That's cool. Not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. It's You know what, though? Here's what I do give her credit for is really pioneering this whole social media thing. Like, I would argue that she was one of the first people who really mastered, like, uh, here's what a selfie is. Like, she would pose for her pictures on on the red carpet, and you, she really be- injected herself into the zeitgeist and became a, a person that you were interested in and curious about. And that's that's pretty incredible for somebody who has zero discernible talent or skill. And I think that's why a lot of people... Um, don't like her. I mean, I don't know. So anyway, this new YouTube documentary is going to come out soon. And apparently she had some huge trauma that she's going to reveal. And I know I'm so, I'm like really excited because I'm like, what's the trauma? Um, so I'm like sympathetic and it's interesting how her whole, her whole, um, persona the first part of her life is like look how rad I am look how rich and look how thin I am and like, and now it's like I want everyone to have sympathy for me look at what a person I am and look how victimized I am and I don't know it's going to be pretty interesting but I think the downside is that now we can't make fun of her because once you know somebody's trauma you're like nah fucking bitch like now now that we know that it's going to be a lot harder to make fun of her maybe that's why she's doing it wait you're going to stop making fun of her just because you found out she had a hard life well let's see what the trauma (laughs) is because I feel like you can make fun of certain stuff well let's see let's see what it is it depends on what it is and she did not have a hard life I did not say that I said she had one isolated, one incident of trauma, (laughs) which I think everybody, I think I heard a collective eye roll when people were like, oh, Paris, you had uh, trouble, especially when like the rest of your life um, is kind of amazing. Like you, you don't have to worry about many of the things most human beings worry about. Like there are people who were traumatized who are 
on Skid Row because they're heroin addicts now mm. because they couldn't recover from trauma. So yeah. no, yeah, I, re- I remember seeing like some clip or someone did some sort of like short interview with her or some sort of piece on YouTube where she's just explaining like how isolating her life is. Like right. she can't have real friends, which is so, voluntary. Right. <laughs> right. No, yeah, she did it to herself. Okay. Um, yeah. But it's, it, I mean, I'm just saying, there's a lot to work with to like make it a like a. To invoke sympathy or evoke yeah. sympathy, you know? it's uh, they, they got a real good machine going over there. Yeah, it, it, and, and that's exactly what it is because, like I said, the first part of her career is look how hot I am. I want you to envy me. I want the men to want to sleep with me and the women to envy me. And then now I think the culture has turned where like that's not as cool as being a victim, <laughs> right? Like it used to be cool to be. Um, hot, skinny, rich, like those were all values that people were like, yeah, I want to be hot and cool. And now it's more like, well, what was your trauma? Like, what? <laughs> how can we feel bad for you? Like you're white, you're blonde, you're privileged, but there's got to be something in there, right? Because we're all victim. Like, so it's a, it's interesting culturally how she's trying, she is becoming current again, right? And that's the way you do it is by like revealing. It's a time, it's an, by the way, she didn't invent this. This is an, a, a time, a, a time test attack of celebrities to get back into the zeitgeist. You know, um, my favorite example is Princess Diana, which was a brilliant move when the that family shunned her. She ran to fucking Diane Sawyer and, you know, did the interviews about how victimized she was and that family. Da, da, da. Again, no value judgment. I'm just, I am just stating the obvious. These are just the facts. Yeah. She was uh, talking to Diane about what, I think it was Diane Sawyer. Maybe it was Baba Wawa about what a... Uh, how victimized she was to be a member of the royal family. It's so funny because, like, I don't know why. Yeah, there she See? There's the puppy dog. Oh, no, no. It was Bashir. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bashir. Yeah. This is amazing. It's like, really? You want us to feel bad for you? You're a fucking beautiful princess. Like, the world adores you, and you, you, it's not enough. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's an interesting personality trait. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when the social media people are like, I'm lonely. Like, you don't have to be a lot of people that want to be friends with you. <laughs> like millions of people want to be friends with you. You know that, right? <laughs> like, Pick one of them. Pick any of them. <sighs> Should we guess what the trauma is? Ooh, this sounds like a fun game. Yeah, let's pick that trauma. Here, hold on. I think I know what it is. What do you think? What do you... Like mm. something that's traumatizing to her, but other people would have a hard time relating to it. Interesting. My grandpa wrote me out of his will, and now (laughs) I don't get an inheritance. I have to work for my money. (laughs) Right. Like it's a... Yeah, because I'm thinking... Well, let's go with what she does. Uh, she's obviously got the eating disorder. That's because it's an OCD. That's trauma. Well, let's let's call Doctor Drew. Let's see if he can. Like, Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd put money on whatever his guess is. Yeah. Like I feel like he's really because she does have the eating disorder. That's that's obvious. She's got the look at me. She needs a lot of attention. So clearly the narcissism, right? So her parents kind of didn't really foster. She hypersexual, yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, don't forget that she's yeah. the one that made uh, the releasing a sex tape on purpose thing popular. God, brilliant! Yeah, brilliant. some people forget about that. She brilliant. was like the first one that I think did it on purpose. 
Brilliant. But here's what I wonder is why did a girl who's already got all the money in the world, like why, why do you need the fame on top of, because that's usually why you become famous is to get the money. Because she got written out of the will. Here it is. See, uh, I think it's all, it's all, <laughs> you know, it's all coming from the same trauma. <laughs> I don't think it, but, but, but you wouldn't know that as a child. This happened to her as a small child. So it's not, what do you, wait, what do the you, trauma occurred when she was a child, she said. Oh. Oh, okay. So, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't see the trailer. I'm thinking she wa- she saw something like dad was banging a maid, or something. You know what I mean? Okay, let's see. Let's call Doctor Drew and play guess that trauma. Let's see if he'll answer. <laughs> Let me see if I can ruin Drew's life today. <laughs> oh man, he's probably recording something. He's so busy. Hi, you're on uh, Where My Mom's At for a second. Do you have a minute? Of course I am. Of course I am. (laughs) First of all, okay, so we're trying, so did you hear that Paris Hilton's coming out with a documentary soon? I, I saw some headlines about that. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, it fascinated me greatly. Actually. Me too. Okay. So that's what I'm talking yes. about. What do you yeah. think the trauma is that she's going to reveal? Cause she says there's a big trauma and I'm going to reveal it. What do you, we're trying to, we're trying to do the math backwards to calculate what it is. Well, it, it right. It, it looks like sexual trauma, right? Just yeah. looking at her. Yeah. So I, I'm going to bet that as she, she's probably just getting into treatment or something. And that she's starting to identify the big traumas, but I bet there's, you know, three or four other ones lying underneath that big one. And if she starts, to, you know what I mean? As she starts talking about her family and her parents yeah. and blah, 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 it'll, it'll start to mount. Okay. Now, I'm going to bet, yeah. I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet that she's going to report. Here's what I'm, I'm going to, if I'm a bet man, okay. I'd say That's what that I she, want. she's going to, re- she's going to report some sort of unwanted sexual contact in like mid teens, like maybe a near rape or a rape. But the reality is there's probably something earlier. The question is, does she really know that yet? So you're right. Ding, ding, ding. So in the trailer, it's like it happened as a child. So she. Yeah, OK, good. OK, yeah, good. Good. So that's, that's good. good that she knows that because I'm going to say something else happened in her teens, too. Yes. But maybe she'll understand that that happened because of the earlier trauma. <sighs> wow. Hot ticket. I almost want to have a viewing party with you so we can. <laughs> let's do let's do a, like a pillow talk where we just watch video us video us in the studio on the couch there with the part mic watching 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 this this train wreck i'm, I'm so and, i know should we way, should we do a live I'm, event I'm, yes i'm in and, and by the way i'm i am good for her by the way yes. you know what i mean yes good for her I, I really was kind of excited when i saw it too i'm like all right people get to understand what that is now good yeah. Let's take a hard look at it. Well, it's interesting because, too, like the first part of her career is look at me, look how hot, look how rich, look how perfect. And now it's I'm so trauma. Look at my trauma. So it's an interesting well, switch. You, you, you should you should read my book. I, I wrote a book about this. what's the title I, of that book, sir. It's called The Mirror Effect. And I wrote about her and I was saying under that is trauma. I was said it. I said it loud and clear. There you go. Uh, so Dr. there it Drew. is. Now, now, now we're finally getting now. Now, when we start to understand that so much of what's going on in the world today that you and I are tired of is another acting out of trauma, or at least, if, at least locating horrible feelings outside of yourself, yes, be, because you can't regulate them and they're awful and there's at their core there's some sort of trauma there. When will we wake up to that? Maybe another 10 years. Right. And, and then you take that trauma and then you tweet and you start a petition for Trader Joe's to change Trader Jose. 
<laughs> to be less offensive because you're personally yeah. bothered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's it nonsense. You, it makes you, it's, it's acting out, externalizing. Yeah. It's a split. It's all that stuff. Uh, maybe, maybe, how about this world where Paris Hilton leads us into insight? That'd be great. Look, I'm a fan. I think she's brilliant. I think that she's created a whole culture. And and, well, well, anyway, I'm happy for her. Let's see where it goes. Let's set up that live event. And uh, (laughs) And what else were you texting about at 7 o'clock this morning? Oh, Uh, yeah, your goddess. <laughs> yeah, we're I gonna mean, we're gonna cover I mean, that. Did you actually was that Halloween or do you wear Bring gloves up. up to your shoulder? Wait, wait. Was that Halloween or do you wear gloves up to your shoulders when you went to school? Oh no. That first of all, I went to an all girls Catholic school at that point, so they wouldn't let me wear that to school. This was okay. this was me going to a nightclub. Uh a goth club at fifteen. Yeah. It, it looked like Halloween. No, it looked no. like Halloween, and you were both playing vampires. <laughs> yeah. Every day is Halloween to goths. You don't know that? That's the whole point. Yeah, I guess I do. I guess I do. <laughs> well, anyway, but, thank you for taking my call. Right. We're going to go into this picture deeper on Dr. Drew After Dark. But uh, All right. Thanks, Dr. Yes, you will. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, I sent this to Drew this morning. This is something my sister, that's my stepsister, Cindy. I don't know if we should blur her out, but I'm sure she won't care. Um, here we are getting ready to go to some nightclub uh, in the valley. This is when I was deep goth. Deep cuts. I wanted to be a vampire so bad, and uh, you look good. Uh, you look good as a ginger. As a ginger, I know I was. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice and easy. That color oh was. Oh god, the it fucking was, full length gloves. That's uh, such a funny look. It's so ridiculous. Because <laughs> Lady Mary on Downton Abbey would wear those to dinner in that show, and I was like, I used to have those. I would tell Tom like I used to wear Lady Mary <laughs> gloves. Yeah, but you didn't. I didn't dress up this much just to go to like the grocery store. This was for a special. This was for like, yeah. This was this is a nightclub. Or so what's a, what, what yeah. was your casual goth right. look like? Do you have any of those? So many different looks. No, no, no. <laughs> you only took pictures of like the special. What are the different yeah. lanes of goth? Because I mean, yeah. I imagine it takes extra effort. Like, what are yeah. the different layers of? Yeah, sure, you got it. So, um, if I'm just going to like, the, oh, the mall's kind of a big dress up occasion because you're going to get seen, right? <laughs> So you do wear like, you wouldn't wear, that's high goth. You wouldn't wear that. I would wear like a Susie and the Banshee shirt with the fishnet arms under and then some black leggings and witch boots to the mall. And that's in the summertime. So that's like 110 outside and I'm wearing full black with boots. Um, I might wear, if I'm just going to the grocery store, some black, oh, oh, the black and white striped Beetlejuice tights. With like black shorts over the tights and then a band shirt, a Bauhaus shirt or something. And that's summer goth. Okay, so what yeah. if it's like, uh, okay, so these are like uh, uh, outfits that you put on for when you're like leaving the house. Yeah. What does a goth look like when they don't leave the house for a day? Oh, right. Yeah. Like what's casual goth? Right. Like what's cash goth? Easy. Okay. So that, again, I used to have a pair of like skull boxer shorts that were black with uh, glow in the dark skulls. You, you're still goth. Like it's a full time job. <laughs> Don't you think for a minute that I was some kind of fucking weekender. All right. I was 24 seven goth hard AF. And yeah, so you, you wear a band shirt. It's, it's like the same thing, like a Joy Division shirt and then boxers that, that are skulls or some shit. Like you no. I didn't dress normal ever. <laughs> I was fully committed. You know how much energy I put into being 
off. It was a lot. It was all that creative energy that like now I put into, you know, talking about farts and shit. That's, that's, that's a problem. When you have all this creative energy and you have nowhere to put it, that's what happens to teens. Okay. So this is why you need to do sports and get them involved and stuff. All I was doing was smoking cigarettes and taking acid and drinking night train and some guy's fucking hearse in a parking lot. Night train? Yeah. Thunderbird night train. It's bum liquor. It's what, <laughs> it's, it's what you drink before you learn how to drink. Like what was the first thing you got drunk off of, right? Like screwdrivers or? Oh, I stole Zambuca from my dad's bar. <gasps> what is, is that like licorice? It's like black licorice liquor. Oh. It's, and now I can't ever have it again. Of course. I got sick off it. It's like you taste it for the week after. It fucking oh. sucks, dude. Zambuco. Yeah. Ooh, yes. How much did you drink? <laughs> Enough to get fucking wasted, <laughs> homie. Faded. Yeah, I got so crunk, dog. Ooh. But no, yeah, I got enough to be like, like I think, uh, like, because he had those travel bottles. And I'm like, what won't he miss? And I'm like, he's never touched these. Yeah. Who, so do- I, who drinks travel bottles like, yeah. in their house? <laughs> so I grabbed like so five weird. or six <laughs> and then just threw it into like a can, into a cup with some Coca Cola in it. Uh, and then just chugged it. I'm like, oh, I'm about to get drunk. This is fun. And then just like, dry heaved pretty much for a full two weeks afterwards. Uh, well, bring it up. Let me see the label because I don't know if I've ever tried this. So my first alcohol, I think, was Night Train. Sambuca. Yeah, let me see. Oh, f- yeah. Anything that's like clear. Anything that looks like... Anything that has the Roman Colosseum on yeah. the label of it, you know you shouldn't. <laughs> that is a no. Yeah. Yeah, when the, when the alcohol is so high in content that it's clear... Like, that's when you're screwed. Yeah, that's terrible. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. Um, I haven't had, I haven't had, um, what's that shit they give you? Tequila in like a decade since my friend got married in Guanajuato. Mm. Yeah. I got ripped, homie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah any yeah, one of those yeah. with a strong flavor that kind of stays with you a day out, like, <gasps> the, those always take me the longest to recover from. Yeah, it's the absolute, the most disgusting. <sighs> Well, oh, I want to hear what other people drink. Is Zolo in there? Yeah. Zolo, what's the first alcohol you ever got, like, ripped off of? Uh, vodka, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and what did you mix it with? Nothing. That was <laughs> the problem. Yeah. Before I could, like, drink at all, I thought it was real cool to just, like, chug, like, vodka straight. Like, oh, look, I can Ugh. drink it like water. Yeah. And then I never did that again because it was really bad. It's very bad, yeah. yeah. I think vodka, so Nitrain was my first one, and I drank, some goth guy, like, a goth guy that owned a hearse, we drank it in the parking lot, I was 14. Owned a hearse? He owned a hearse. <laughs> uh, he was, like, 25, and he owned a hearse, and we thought he was so cool. Why was he hanging out with 14-year-olds? Okay. And then he... Bought us alcohol, my sister and I, that day. And I, yeah, I drank two bottles of Thunderbird. Yeah, in the parking lot. And I didn't know that you have to eat before. And I was hungry. And, like, I vomited all over the dance floor. I vomited everywhere. It was so gnarly. But then then I started drinking. I would drink vodka. Because that is one that, like, every parent has. Right. And then vodka and And then that translates juice. over to, like, college. Co- like, vodka yeah. is, like, the college drink. It's easy. Yeah. No, do you remember when you could go to a bar with a fake ID? And I remember, like, <laughs> a, yeah, I would go to, like, Lee Pose in San Francisco. Or Casa Vega. I don't know if it exists in the Valley. Ooh. And I would be 
like 18. It's still there. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone underage drinks at Casa Vega. For Every, those of you yeah. listening. Everyone Parents. knows the places that don't charge <laughs> yeah, in, in high school. Like 10 Masa across from the uh, Whiskey or the Roxy. Okay. Yeah. That was like I a, a sake bombed for the first time and I missed <laughs> the show that we were going to see. I was just puking in the back of some uh, car. Right. But when you start, I remember I started ordering drinks at Lipo's and at Casa Vega and remember when you'd be like I want a Long Island iced tea <laughs> yeah when you think that's classy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, lo- I drink like the Long Island people yeah <laughs> well cause you figure it's like the most bang for your buck and I remember like my friends being all Christina that drinks like $13 I'm like yeah but it's got all the alcohols in it Google, what's in a Long Island? Like, looking back, it is the grossest thing you could probably... Because isn't it like it's a mixture of, like, rum and... Yeah, it's like six it's, shots of shit. Yes, it's like everything. So much. It's, okay, uh, here's yeah. what it is. One ounce gummy syrup. I don't even know what that is. It's probably that disgusting red shit. Okay, it's tequila, triple sec, vodka, white rum, gin... And then a splash of cola, (laughs) red syrup and lemon juice. I mean, all those alcohols together, it is a disaster. That is so gross. It's dangerous because something about the mixture of all of them makes it not taste like alcohol. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't have the bite on it. So you just go through one. You're like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's do another (laughs) round of Long Islands. And it's like, no, no, no. no. Wait like 20 to 30. Let's see how this hits us. (laughs) When I used to wait tables at this restaurant, uh, this French restaurant across from the Melrose Improv, it was always Russians would come in there. Russians, Russians. And they always ordered the same thing. I would I would like duck salad and Long Island iced tea. Long Island Dog iced tea. salad? Duck. Oh, duck. Because okay. we had a duck salad. Duck salad and Long Island iced tea. And then I would clean up after them and they were be empty vodka bottles in the bushes because these fucking animals would bring their (laughs) their liquor to my restaurant it was like what that's when i anyway yeah it's so tacky right but to, I wouldn't, you couldn't pay me to drink a long, long island iced tea now. No way. No fucking way. You wouldn't have one? Ugh, I can't. I can't. You saw me drinking on the YMH Live. I had two glasses of white wine. Yeah, homie, like, and you were having the time of your life. Ripped. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I think it'd be fun to see you on uh, two Long Islands. I think long island. two Long Island Christina would oh, be super fun. I don't think so, my friend. No, think so. And then I got into Manhattan's when I was in college because I thought that was really classy. Like, oh, I'm going to order a Manhattan. Um, and I was still underage drinking then. And what was it? Manhattan was like vermouth and bourbon. Ugh. And I got sick once off of that one. Forget that. I don't drink bourbon anymore. So gross. All right. So two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of sweet vermouth, two dashes of Angostura bitters, Ugh. a dash of orange bitters. Oh, like that sounds it. kind of fun. It is. Yeah. But after you can't, I mean, more than one and it's just so heavy. It's, it's like. It's kind of like old fashioned. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then gin and tonic when I lived in England and I, ugh. okay. Anyway. Ooh, I went through a big gin and tonic. Yeah. Place. Right. Yeah, I those think are just big boy seven ups. Big boy. <laughs> That's what I called them. They are big boy seven You can get, you get ripped yeah, off of that. Yeah, because it just tastes like, so. it just tastes, like, tonic by itself is gross, yeah. gin by itself is gross, but together, Ugh. whew, big boy seven up. Yeah, it's what, tonic, I mean, it can't be good to drink a lot of tonic water, because, like, 
what the fuck is that? It tastes terrible. Yeah, it's like it's like the aftertaste of you just throwing up. Yeah, that's what tonic it's bile. tastes like. Yeah, yeah. It just tastes like hmm, something uh. bad just came out. <laughs> yeah, it's like licking a battery. Like it's not good. Ugh. Well, you learn. You live and learn. Um, okay, how did I get into that? Oh, we're talking about Dr. Drew. Yeah, okay. Let's do some follow-up stuff. Oh, and also, I'd like to report, I am I am a huge fan of Kissing Booth 1 on Netflix, and I am having a hard time getting through Kissing Booth 2. Go ahead and bring that one up. I love the original Kissing Booth. It, it was just the right amount of kitsch. And I loved that it had the horny teen element because I, I like that the teens were fucking and being horny and, and like she had an adult relationship in the summer and it was good. It was it was nice because that's I feel like normal. Um, but oh, K, KB2, not the same flavor. KB2. <laughs> but it's also you liked Euphoria, right? Isn't I love it, Euphoria. This is, the, this is the asshole guy from Euphoria, right? Yeah, he's the homophobe. Yeah. Is he an asshole in Kissing Booth too? Yeah. Yeah, but he's but he loves her, so they're like a, they're a ride or die couple. Oh, so he's you know what like, I'm saying? He's like, I'll be good for you. Yeah, he's great. He's a bad boy. So he's got his motorcycle, but he, and he fights and, and he cusses and stuff. But like, he loves her, you know. <laughs> um, but the problem with KB two is that like it's just too schmaltzy. I feel like they're making him into a real pussy. Like he used to be a little badass. And now he's, you know, I don't know. It doesn't well, have the same flav as KB1. But isn't it, isn't it like, uh, yeah, my love for you is so strong, girl. I'll change for you. Is it one of those deals? It's not that he's going to change. For, well, I don't know. I haven't gotten through it all. But he used to be a better, bigger badass. And I feel like now he's just mellowed out. And also the friendship with her and her best friend. And he's got a girlfriend this year. I don't know. It's a lot going on. <laughs> It's a lot, <laughs> but hopefully I'll get through it and I'll let you guys know how KB2 works out. But they're all cute. They're all sweet to watch. I like it. It's just too saccharine. I'm feeling. I don't know. Ugh, all right. We'll see what happens. Don't email me because I don't want a spoiler alert as to what happens. Tom has been using my hair dryer to dry his balls. I think we got that on the last episode, which is really cool. <laughs> I walked in on him last night getting out of the shower and now he props one leg up on my makeup table and he goes Zzz, and I walk in on him he's like this is great <laughs> like yeah for who exactly who is this great for you nasty motherfucker he's so nasty right so you don't like that I mean it's a brand new hair dryer <laughs> so I'm a little like but now know. he's got dry nuts. That's kind of cool. Dry nut. Yeah, he needs to dry them off because after the surgery, you know. Mm. Um, it is shocking to see your husband dry his nuts. But I feel like that that maybe all guys should be doing that. Don't you think it's kind of a time for that? Every guy should be drying their nuts with a hair dryer. A nut dryer. Like, shouldn't there be a nut dryer that you can right. buy? Sure, yeah. If there's clippers that are specifically meant for your pubes, there should be a dryer specifically meant for your nuts, right? 100%. Hmm, I wonder what the market is for that. Because, I mean, I don't even think that that's something that guy... I mean, maybe it's... We all need the epiphany of like, oh, I should have been drying my nuts for the last 31 yeah, I, years. Yeah, I, I think that's what Tom is at. Let's call Tom. <laughs> see if he's available. Because I feel like he really hit a new high with this thing. Like, it's this whole new world of nut dries. 
I'm like, well, how did he even come up with the idea to dry his nuts? Uh, hey, baby, you're on where my mom's at. Um, we're just discussing you drying your nuts with my hair dryer. And how did you come up with that? Well, my dad, he said he started uh, to do it, um, I think, for, for jock itch and then on his asshole or something. And then I started to realize that I've seen a lot of old guys do it in, like, gym locker rooms. Yeah. And it's the fucking best. Okay. <laughs> I'm never not going to use your hair dryer for my balls and asshole for the rest of your life. <laughs> okay. So it is something where later in life you go, oh, wow, I could have done this for the first four years. Oh, year. yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to be starting at 70 doing it. I'm starting now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that skin down there is, like, yeah. gentle and it's, it's more tender. And it's, like, it's a real nice treat for your whole, your bits and your berries, you know? Yeah, you got that nut dry life now. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy. And then do you, you don't put the heat on it though, right? Like you go, no, no, you got to go, you got to go low pressure. It takes a while. So you just kind of dance with it, but it's, it takes a while, but it really works. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm really yeah, excited. It really, really helps with jock itch and, um, you know, asshole. It just thing to do. <laughs> Thanks babe. That's real sweet. <laughs> Appreciate you. Okay. I got to go now. I'm going to throw up. I love you. Okay. Bye mommy. Wow. Helps with jock edge. You heard it first. <laughs> Is that our promo for this episode? Gosh. It'll be one of them. It'll be one of them. <sighs> All right. Let's catch up on some follow-ups from uh, from the last episode, Jim MMA, episode 60. Uh, hi, May Mommy. I'm not one email podcast host. However, you and Leanne on this week's podcast gave me the breath of fresh air I needed. Oh, wonderful. I'm 23 years I'm 23 years and recently learned I was emotionally and psychologically abused by my family growing up. There are days where I feel as if the rock on my chest will never be lifted, which means I tear down those closest to me or cannot seem to get out of bed in the morning. Hearing you, Leanne, talk about having struggles as grown adults in your 40s, even with all the therapy and counseling, you both still have bad days. I really appreciate how honest you both are. And, um, yeah, you two are amazing for me. Okay. Thank you. I can't take all the compliments because my low self-esteem doesn't allow that Mandy. I'm just kidding. I, uh, I appreciate you writing in. Yeah. We, um, you know, it's an ongoing process. I think, uh, therapy and like figuring out how you affect other people and how you don't want to affect other people. I always, I'm a huge advocate. And, um, if you want to know more about my whole history about all that i did a podcast called that's deep bro which is deep in the vaults of this rss feed i've left them all up i took them off of youtube because there was music rights on there we were violating i think i was like sick of getting flagged but uh, if you want to listen to the whole drama i kind of get into it step by step of how i came to be a lot healthier after uh, having kids and stuff um this is so funny. So last week there was a video we showed um, of a mom kissing both her children in the pool. And I'm following this talk very closely. This <laughs> like it seems to be an ongoing thing of like the mother reporting about her adult sons and what they're doing. Today, the mother on this feed was like, what are you doing? And then, you know, it's one of those things where like. The person knows what you're doing and they want you to just tell them. I hate it. So it's so obvious. Like he's like, I'm cleaning my glasses, ma. 
And she's like, you gotta have clean glasses. Like, thanks, ma. It's, it's like she can tell that she's annoying the shit out of her sons. So, the, yeah, so this is this is the family this person's referring to. Pool kisses. The video in which the mother and the grown sons are in the pool are talking about how much fun they're having and giving kisses is called covert incest. <laughs> 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 Go ahead and Google covert incest. It's a type of emotional incest that happens when an adult parent looks to their child for emotional support that they could typically typically get from another adult outside the family. Ask Dr. Drew about it, Morgan. 100% I would agree with you, which is probably why I was so struck by those talks because you know that grown 40-year-old males do not need their mom to kiss them in the pool or <laughs> report that they are in the pool. Covert incest. Let me read that. No, don't take it off. Covert incest is a specific type of emotional abuse in which a parent relies on a child for emotional support, affirmation, and care that should be provided by a spouse. Unlike overt incest, covert incest does not involve physical touching, but instead is a non-physical sexual behavior between two relatives, meaning uh, sometimes parents do this where they insist on sleeping with a child for a long time. It may not be, like I said, sexual touching physical touching but that emotional closeness that a parent should be getting from another adult they look to the child to provide so ugh, a lot of bo uh, books written silently seduced is one of the the greatest books I, i've actually read this one on covert incest it's basically when adults are too traumatized or emotionally um unstable and they have kids and, and then they turn you into their boyfriend or spouse so silently seduced is great also um paul gilmartin he has a wonderful podcast uh, called The Mental Illness Happy Hour, and he talks about his own covert incest with his mother, who would bathe him, he said. Yeah, Paul Gilmartin's a great, he's a, he used to be a stand-up comedian, he's just a podcaster, just a podcaster, he is a podcaster, he's a great friend of mine. Um, and uh, yeah, The Mental Illness Happy Hour, where he talks with so many people about their hidden you know mental traumas mental illnesses ooky stuff depression anxiety ocds whatever it's such a great i did an episode on there a million years ago too i think when my mom had died like in 2015 um yeah covert incest fun fun stuff look into it <laughs> <laughs> menstrual cup nightmare oh this is in response to the menstrual cup i had mentioned last time i started using menstrual cups when they first came out and i was probably 16 or so it was a few periods and due of using it and it got stuck in my vagina and took me an hour to get it out i was in the bathroom at work sweating and my heart was racing i had to soak my hand in warm water and basically try and fit all my fingers in my vagina trying to break the suction oh and i was scared because i read online it could pull your iud out and once i got it out there was so much blood and the cup stunk so bad that I couldn't even stand to sterilize it made me gag and I put it in the garbage bag and took the trash out immediately luckily now my periods are really light from the IUD so I only have to use panty liners for a day or two a month piss on me beat me love you mommy from Lauren so yeah I mean I would love I'm gonna maybe I'll, I'll ask um ask I'll ask a medical doctor about the dangers of this thing or whatever we'll follow up on that because listen you can have a bad experience with any type of menstrual um, thing, but you know what? There's always a danger when you're shoving stuff in your cooch. It's never a perfect thing. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, a guy that needlessly wipes his piss. Hey, Hitler, here's the deal, man. I am a 20-year-old guy who has been dabbing the tip after peeing to avoid the dreaded after pee drips. I do a little pull from the base, and I get all the pee out and then wipe the remaining off. Hopes this makes it to the show. Piss on me, beat me, love, Tyler. It did, Tyler. It did. <laughs> do you wipe your... No, you, you said you didn't. No, no one does. I don't know what's up with Tyler. Uh, Not the, no the one. Fir- he's the first dude that I've heard that admits to wiping it's because i did hear the proper technique in that email which is start at the base squeeze it out and then you're good wait and you just let it drip but i think no older, you don't let it drip you squeeze like whatever is left oh, the, you it's know? the remaining piss. yeah exactly you get it out and then it's like you're good but i've heard that um older men the older you get it's harder to get that last bit of pee out and then you have to kind of wait and dab 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 sure i mean yeah. some of those old people have anal leakage too there's stuff for things just stop working the older you get you don't need to start it at fucking 16 years old you know it's yeah. uh you know some people just adjust the technique. I don't think you need a wipe. Well, listen, you... potato, potato, wiping your dick or not, it's all, it's sure. all relative. You know what? If it's stupid and it works, it's not. It, stupid. <laughs> who cares? Like wiping your dick hole. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't have a dick hole, so I don't know. Uh, saying things to my kids. Let's do some voicemail. The crazy. So this segment I started because I've been finding myself saying ridiculous shit to our sons all the time. Things I never thought I would even like words I wouldn't normally put together in sentences. I'm now saying um, like last week it was stop licking me or we'll go right to sleep because he just kept licking my arms and my face uh, like he puts his hand in my butt crack. That's always like, get your hand out of my ass. Stop hitting me. I say that at least 500 times a day. Stop hitting me. You're hurting me. Ouch. The dog doesn't like that. Okay, but here's some crazy shit moms say. Let's do a voicemail first if we can. Mr. Hey, Gene. Uh, I've actually got a pretty cool um, uh, saying that I never thought I'd say to anybody else. Uh to another human being. Um, so there was one night I was laying on my uh, stomach with my son while he's watching cartoons, and I feel a uh, burst of liquid go down my butt crack. Um, I didn't know what to say, so of course the first thing out of my mouth is, uh, dude, please don't spit milk down my butt crack again. <laughs> uh Honestly, I didn't think I'd, uh, those words would ever come out of my mouth. Yeah. All right. Keep mine tight. Thank you. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. We were like, do I really have to tell this person not to spit milk down my butt crack? Yeah, you do. It's called being a parent. You have to explain everything in glorious detail. Every ounce of being human, you have to explain. Okay, let's do another voicemail. These are great to listen to. Hi, Christina. So this is for the things that you would never have think you had to say to a kid. Um, I work as a nanny, and a couple weeks ago, I had to tell the girls that I nanny that you can't flush muffins down the toilet. <laughs> so, yeah, um, piss on me, beat me. Love you. Love you. Yeah, you can't flush muffins down the toilet. You have to explain that to people. <laughs> All right, next. I love these. Hey, jeans. My name is Sarah. I have a five-month-old baby girl Aww. who is exclusively breastfed. So something that I say that I didn't think I would ever say is, please take my left nipple. <laughs> she always prefers the right size when breastfeeding. 
which leaves my left side super engorged. So I'm always begging, please eat the left nipple. Take the left <laughs> nipple. Thanks, G. Right. Who would ever in a million years take my left nipple? You would never say those words to anybody. And that's true. I heard that's very common that they always, uh, they prefer one side. Mine always, yeah, one, mine always preferred my lefty. So righty was just useless. All right. We got one more voicemail. Let's hear it. Crazy shit. I say to my kids. Hey, mommies. Um, I was calling about crazy things you say after you have kids. And of course, that's all the classic, you know get your finger out of your butt or out of your nose or whatever. But one that kind of was new for me recently was I was changing my two-year-old diaper and he had like little turds that kind of piled into like one flat big turd. And so after we were done, like an amateur, I picked the diaper up and his turd fell on the floor and he went to go pick it up and I screamed. And, of course, then, you know, he cried, and he said, I want the cookie. And <laughs> what I said was, nobody, it's poop, not a cookie. <laughs> so that was something new um, recently uh, was, you know, yeah. it's poop, not a cookie. It's so, poop, not a cookie, yeah. All right, have a good one. Love the show. Love you guys. I don't know how many times I've had to explain why you can't eat certain things and why cookies on the floor or floor cake isn't edible now. Don't put that on the floor. The dog's going to eat it. It's like 24-7, man. They just do crazy shit. All right. Here's another one. Um, for almost my okay my almost three-year-old has a toy drill and she loves to pretend fixing things around the house earlier this afternoon I find myself saying please don't drill mommy in the butt yeah <laughs> couldn't I just say that that's all Ellis wants to do is he shoves his hand in my butt super cool thing to say to your kid keep behind tight Demi thank you Demi yeah. Oh, here's another one. Um, we are in the midst of potty training our three-year-old. I say things like, don't put your finger in your butt and then eat chips. Go wash your hands. <laughs> no, you don't need to look at the poop on your butt in the mirror. Ugh. It's just, they always want to see it too. Stop touching your brother's penis when he's trying to pee. <laughs> it's on that one before. Oh, that one's better. I like that. Um, stop spitting into her face. Why would you do that? If you didn't bring your potty cubes to class with you, you can't go to the bathroom until you get back to your class. The paint water is not chocolate milk. Don't drink it. <laughs> um, hilarious. Here's another butt crack one. Why do kids love butt cracks? I had to tell my five-year-old nephew that his butt wasn't a credit card machine as he kept swiping a casino key room key in his butt crack yes stop farting on the cat get your naked butt off of me your penis is getting stronger because you keep touching it <laughs> that might be the one we finish on that's amazing your penis keeps getting stronger because you're touching it fucking amazing <laughs> you got to tell them it's so funny. You, you don't even think about these things. Like you take it for granted that you just know this stuff. But at some point, somebody had to tell you or you had to observe it from some other kid. Right. Hmm. Let's take a slight minute here. Can you bring up? I follow the yoga mom clip without audio. Obviously, I follow 
if you want to if you want to feel bad about yourself and your body <laughs> follow this account called the fit moms of instagram <laughs> i don't mean to fit shame any mom but these bitches are incredible I, if you're watching i hope you're watching this on youtube look at what this broad can do she's a mom oh music Nah, it's our music. We're good. Oh, it's okay. So she's putting one leg behind her shoulder around her neck, and then the other leg goes parallel to the floor. Like, what? <laughs> I hate her so much. Don't you hate this shit? Fucking show off. Stupid bitch. Okay. <laughs> Don't you hate these people? Like, oh, you, you had to put that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so hard to do. But do you think, Nadav, if you had your whole life to learn to do that, you could ever do that? Like, you worked on it every day. You just never. I mean, may, I mean maybe. maybe. Yeah. I, could, I could see myself doing those moves in, like, 20 to 30 years if I did that every day. Every day. It would yeah. take me, like, a decade. And yeah. Oh, all right. Well, uh, all right. Someone's bragging doing it in, in uh, a third of the time I could probably do it in. I don't know if I could ever get that strong. My goodness. Nah, yeah, you can't. It's all baby steps, you know? Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these bitches were super fit before they had kids. You know what I'm saying? They're oh, like, right. That is, you know yeah. what? I think a, a yeah. lifetime of health and exercise is yeah. probably a key factor in this. Hello, video. of course. They're like, I ran triathlons pregnant. You're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up and eat a ding dong like the rest of us. Uh, here's some follow-up Pajitsky effects. I love these. So for those of you who don't know, Pajitsky effect is when you do something differently for the first time in your adult life and you realize you don't have to do it the way you've been doing it before. Um, for instance, I discovered that I can own more than one phone charger. That was the very first time where I was like, what? This is crazy. And then I recently started using two towels, one for my hair and one for my body. Um, this week, oh, oh, this week I realized I could buy more than one deodorant and that I could have more than one deodorant. Well, actually, I started doing this a while ago. I had car deodorant and then I kept one here at the studio because I forgot to wear it. So you can keep deodorant in different locations. And I think that's a good one. Okay. Enjoying meals. It dawned on me after listening to everyone else's bullshit that I am in fact allowed to fully complete my meal before cleaning up the dishes. Usually I'm still shoving food in my mouth. <laughs> As I make my way to the dishwasher, because God forbid that empty plate sits there for another two minutes. I'm 27 and I've only just started letting myself finish the food on my plate and actually enjoy my meal. That's that's funny because you're so eager to clean, huh? Hi, Mommy Jeans. I'm keeping it high and tight in North Carolina. I just moved here a couple weeks ago and had a double Pajitsky effect. My bed is nowhere near any electrical outlets. Oh, I can see this happening. Yeah, like, okay, so what would you do, Nadav, right? Like, you'd be like, guess I'm not going to charge my phone, or guess my phone's not going to be near me. <laughs> Let's see what she did. Uh, so I realized, so, I, okay, my bed is nowhere near any electrical outlet, so I would have to charge my phone and not be able to use it while in bed. I realized that I could buy an extra long charging cable, or I could just move my bed closer to the outlet. By the way, I'm 24. We up out of here, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> Or, I mean, look, if you can't move the bed near the outlet, an extension cord, right? Which is kind of what he's saying. That's a good move, yeah. Yeah. 
This is funny. When I was a kid, my parents would make everyone wait to all be seated at dinner table to eat. So as an adult, I would get so mad if the meal was done early and I was hungry. I felt that I had to wait for my husband to get home. It took a couple of years of him saying, just eat, to realize I don't have to wait for anyone to be there to eat when I am hungry. (laughs) Right. Right. I know what you're saying. That one's a good one. I realize that I don't have to wait to get to the party to start drinking. That's what Uber's for. You can, you can like have a little wine before you get to the dinner date, you know? It's called a pre-party, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Woo! Right? Gosh. Today I was ordering Chick-fil-A and had another poor mindset type moment. I saw that you could put cheese on your sandwich. I talk myself out of it every time and thought, man, that sounds good. I wish I could do that. (laughs) And then realized that I really can't afford the extra 40 cents for a slice of cheese I want on my sandwich. No matter how many times I think of my dad yelling at me for wasting money like that. Anyway, that's it. Sandwich was amazing. And I'm not homeless now after buying it. Keep my entire. <laughs> yeah, my father would never let me buy um, breath mints like Tic Tacs. You know how cool those were as a kid if you could just get a thing of Tic Tacs? Because he was like... Why are you doing this? You should just brush your teeth instead. This is like his thinking was like, you're just masking your bad breath. Why don't you just brush your teeth? And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess. But it's just fun to eat a mint every now and then. You know, it's funny how they have like a skewed idea of what like fun doesn't exist. It hit me the other day. I've let my I've let I've let this run my life for 35 years for whatever reason because my dad always had his TV volume at level blaring. I've always felt uncomfortable having my volume above 25 or max 30. 30 still seems extravagant. I recently got rid of my very old hand-me-down TV, bought a nice new one and have been straining to listen to my shows. <laughs> for the past six months because I didn't want the volume to be above 25. Well, last night I turned the volume up to 55 and was amazed how much better life is. I'm still afraid to see how high the volume goes. Is it 100, I guess? But for now, I'm happy to be living life on the couch. That's right, Sarah. Good for you. (laughs) You know what, Tom, for the longest time we'd be, when we would listen to the radio, um, he would just sit through the commercials full volume. You know, like he listen to music and then the commercial would come on and he would just like sit through it. Same on the, in the TV. We're watching TV. I'm like, you know, you can turn down the fucking volume or like you don't have to listen to commercials ever on the television or on the radio. Only when you're listening to my podcast, of course. <laughs> When I was growing up, we could only purchase foods that were on sale or we had a coupon for. Ugh. I was 31 years old before I realized I can buy something that isn't on sale and actually eat the foods I enjoy. Gosh, that's so true. I, um, you know, I, I would only buy nice items on sale. Like if I ever wanted a brand, like a designer label, something like a jacket, I would only buy it on sale for the longest time. And actually only until very recently did I allow myself to buy full priced, um, fancy labeled clothing and stuff. Um, this one's great. I was 22 years old when someone showed me that I could hold the ice cube tray at an angle with the water running. <laughs> into one end and let the water flow from cell to cell eventually filling all the trays 
Fun fact, I was also in my third year of mechanical engineering study. Go figure. Hilarious. Yeah, this is so funny. I don't know. Okay, we'll save these for next time. I don't want to bore people with these. Pretty good. Do we have any? Oh, let's do a voice, two voicemails we have. Okay. Christina, I just finished watching your episode with Leanne and had my own Pajitsky effect. I was sitting in bed watching Netflix and realized that I was sitting up so uncomfortably with my neck strained because <laughs> yes. it would be too luxurious to actually lay in bed and enjoy it. So now I am laying in bed telling you about this and I will try <laughs> to do it in the future. Thank yes. you. Love you. Congratulations. I, I did the same thing last night. You know, when you just, you're kind of leaning against your head post and you're like, this is terrible. But you keep doing it. You're like, ah, oh, this hurts. I'm still going to text like this. Ah, fuck. I'm still going to watch TV like this. <laughs> All right. One last one. Hi, Christina. My name is Marissa from New Jersey. And um, I have a positive effect. So whenever I order takeout sushi, it took me the longest time to realize that I don't have to use those stupid little packets of soy sauce that come with my sushi takeout. Like, rather than waste my time opening up your meager amounts of soy sauce, <laughs> I can just go to my refrigerator and dump my jar of soy sauce into <laughs> my little cups and make my takeout sushi experience much more pleasurable. So that's my key effect. Have a good day. Love the show. I Bye-bye. love it. Mind is blown. Yes. Right. I, I've discovered that one a while back because they never give you enough soy sauce in those stupid packets. Like, how is that enough soy sauce for anybody? That little puny amount. And I hate the low sodium. Don't even give me a low sodium soy sauce. You Whoa, fucking really? asshole. I hate low. So- I, I, why bother having I, soy sauce? I hate high sodium. It's so soft. Uh, what? It's so salty. That's the point. No. It's good. Mm, it's overpoweringly salty. Oh my gosh. Agree to disagree on this divisive issue. All right. Well, I'll <laughs> die on this hill. I have no problem doing that. But you do wasabi, right? Uh, I don't really like wasabi. Oh my god. What yeah. what kind of sushi are you ordering? Are you doing California rolls? No, no, no. Don't talk don't talk down to me like that. <laughs> I order authentico shit. You it do? was okay. yeah, I stay away from California rolls. It's I, you know what it is? It's one time I remember I think why I don't like wasabi is cuz I went probably one of my first times my dad took me to get like real sushi. Yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll get like one of those like sa- like the salmon sashimi." No. Or the salmon uh, sushi, where it's just a piece of rice with a slice of salmon on top. And then I had no idea that they hide wasabi in between the yeah. rice and the fish. Caught me super off guard. My nose started running. Like, why is this hurting me? And then I've just kind of stayed away from wasabi ever since. Yeah. Yeah. it's uh, I like it. Yeah. But it, too much and it'll make you sick. For yeah. sure. For sure. Okay. Um, do we have any more? No, that's it. Okay. So... Um, Let's do a little bit of... Oh, I wanted to show you what a uterus looks like. This is one I found on TikTok. Um, would you click on that? Let's take a look. Because a lot of us... I When I... Hold on. Press pause on it for a second. So I follow this account, the P-A-T-H-0-0-GIST. Zero zero pathologist? Uh, the pathologist. Pathologist. But zeros instead of uh, O's. And there's an L there? 
at the pathology. I think, I think it's an L. Okay, it's hard to see. Yeah. So there, there are some intrinsically valuable <laughs> TikToks out there. Uh, they're fewer and far between, but there actually is. There's a really neat one where they they cut open cadavers. It's like a um, a medical student who will show you what they're looking at that day, and he'll explain anatomy to you. There's people that explain fetishes, and then this one I thought was interesting because when I was pregnant with. My kids, I was always Googling, you know, we all do when we're pregnant. I wanted to see what a real cervix looked like, and I could not for the life of me find what a dilated cervix, a real dilated cervix looked like. I only saw those ridiculous drawings that look like a donut, and then the drawing shows you. So just so you know, a real refresher for anatomy for people who don't know, there is this uterus. So here it is up on the screen. That's that big ball. And then the wings, the chicken wings that come out on either side lead to the ovaries, right? What did you call them? Those are the, the lady nuts. The lady nuts. Excellent. And then push play on this uterus. Wow. And that, I mean, that's what it looks like. And that's how small it is. And then it expands with a baby. Okay. That is your cervix. And that is what dilates to, is it 10 centimeters? No, six centimeters. I can't even remember now. I blocked it out. That's what dilates to let a baby a baby come out of you how miraculous look and there's the ovary Flo is a fallopian tube yeah i mean amazing look at that look at that when are you ever going to see this in your life fallopian tube ovary amazing amazing and all that expands Tremendously. So was that a lady nut right there that she was moving around? A lady nut, yep. That part right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Egg goes out of there, travels down the fallopian tube, meets with a sperm in the tube, gets fertilized, and becomes uh, an embryo and plants into your uterus, theoretically. It's so many miraculous events that happen that have to happen correctly. It's, it is a miracle that any of us are alive. Can you Google how many centimeters dilated before you give birth? I want to say six. 10 is too big. 10 is too big, right? How dilated you have to be to give birth. So that tiny, tiny little opening that a little sperm slips through, 100%. Ten, it is 10 centimeters. Gosh, okay. So that tiny, tiny little hole has to get to 10 centimeters around. So that is amazing. It gets that big, and then the baby passes out of the uterus through that down the regime and out of you it is it is amazing anyway that's what that looks like if you're interested follow that on the gram there's 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 really cool stuff on i'm sorry on a tiktok other than the other than hillbillies talking about the confederate flag and why they're voting for trump trump 2020 <sighs> okay what are we gonna do we haven't done a oh no i don't want to do a mom fail right now i'm feeling like I'm feeling like I want to do what with Christina P. Do. Oh, yeah, put up Jada's new grill. So Jada Pinkett Smith, I am endlessly fascinated with. I love Red Table Talk. I love this family. I love their vulnerability. She's a cool mom, for sure. She posted a photograph of her on the gram with a grill. And at first, I was like, nah. And then I was like, that's pretty dope, right? Hot or not? What do you think, guys, in the booth? I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty dope, right? I think it's pretty neat. I think it. I think it'd be really neat if it was like not permanent. Is it permanent? I don't know. Like I, I, f I feel so. like it's one of those ones that you just kind of pop over. Yeah. Like one of those like Halloween store grills, maybe. No, yeah. That's Jada. It's definitely not a cheap it's, grill, right? It's not a cheap grill, but it's, it's not a, a perm. She wouldn't do permanent. Um, but that's a pretty dope grill. She's just trying to be hip, you know. It's like she's. Uh, 
She's a cool mom. Yeah, she's not like a like a regular mom. She's a fucking cool, cool mom. Moms. Yeah, I know. It kind of see, but then I go like, is that ridiculous? Like, but then again, I'm here wearing a fucking thunderbolt sweater, yeah, and you know it would really tie it together, Christina. <laughs> A fucking chromed out grill. We should get you fitted. We should get you fitted for a cool grill. I am not this cool. Yeah, you are. No way. Don't sell yourself short, Christina. You're the coolest mom I know. No, I'm too afraid of my veneers. Hold getting on. You don't think out. you're cooler than Jada? Man, she's the coolest. She looks. She's amazing. Look, dude. is she a cool mom? Yes. Is she the coolest mom? I don't know, dude. <laughs> a cool mom contest. She's pretty fucking cool. But she I mean, like, been. she's was, wasn't she like uh, banging one of her kids' best friends? Uh, the entanglement. No, I yeah. don't know if that was her best friend. I don't know. It was a good friend. It was a good friend. <laughs> it family. was a good friend. <laughs> the entanglement. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I do love their. Th- they've been through some therapy because they they talk in circles when you hear those two get together and talk about their feelings. Oh, like, oh how have the past? Have you seen a red table uh, talk since the entanglement? No. No, I haven't. Why have you seen? Have you no, seen? No, 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 no. I'm just wondering, like, what the what the what the aftermath was like. If it's like, yep, yeah. now we're back to normal. Well, I feel like I I get hung out. I get a hangover from Red Table Talk because that was so that was so um, emotional for us all to experience that talk. That I have to like, <laughs> I need to give myself a break from the Smiths. So like, I I've been like kind of looking at Will's Instagram. Like he's you know he's doing funny things. Um, I have to give myself a breather, so I'm not really dialed in. But uh, I'll keep you posted, though. Thank you for inquiring. It's very important. America is on bated breath about Jada's new grill. Um, okay, so let's do what would Christina P. do? I think that would be fun. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina <laughs> P. do? Okay. This one's funny. Hi, Mommy. I was hanging out with my children in the playroom when a thought popped into my head. What would you do if one of your sons chose an odd lifestyle like the unique people from TikTok? I've always thought I could easily accept if either of my children were gay, but honestly, I don't know what I'd do if they, oh, they tattooed their eyes or believed in star children or whatever that person was talking about to just make me a closed-minded person. I just wouldn't want things to be hard for my kids. Hope all is well with you and your family, Katie. Thank you, Katie. I mean, uh, listen, that is, that's so tough, right? Because on the one hand, like, we could argue that Tom and I chose a TikTok lifestyle, right? I mean, mommy and daddy, I'm, I'm going to drop out of law school and become a comedian. That's about as talked as it fucking gets. And I'm sure my, my, I know my parents were not pleased with my decision. Uh, to drop out of law school and become a comedian. So that being said, I think there's a couple things here. I would not want my kids tattooing their eyes, uh, mostly because it's, it's a precious baby and you don't want to see their skin ruin or whatever mess with in any way. But I have a feeling that the star children stuff is less about being talked and a little more about mental illness. So... If I, if I saw my kids talking about star children or getting their eyeballs tattooed, I think it would be a quick visit to the shrink because I think that's more what's going on than um, self-expression. Oh, something else is going on there. Um, 
And I say that because I am I am one of those TikTokers. If you look at my goth picture that we put up earlier, um, if that ain't a scream for help from a teenager, I don't know what is. Dressing like a vampire for seven years, something was going on at home. Uh, and I needed a lot of help that I did not get until later in life. So there you go. Alternate, alternative lifestyle. I don't give a shit. If my kids were like, I'm going to fucking play the drums in a a band in Swahili I'd be like cool go for it but uh because that's not mental illness but I think that stuff is okay hi Christina I'm a dog mom to an 11 month old chihuahua I love chihuahua so I qualify as a mommy of course dog moms are moms too are you kidding me and I love I was a dog mommy before I was a people mom and they're very very special to me in fact my dog is so special that you know, Bitsy is the one person in the house who doesn't want shit from me other than food. She comes up to me and she just looks in my eyes and we, we have a love fest every day. And she's the only one that doesn't scream at me or put her hand in my butt crack and <laughs> paint on my walls. Okay. Here's my predicament. I'm from Toronto. Whoop, whoop, Toronto. My mom passed away in December, 2019. I'm so sorry. She wasn't an immigrant, but was a fucking savage. She threw out every art project in the garage in the garbage i ever did that should have been to the very least taped to the fridge oh she belittled me at every possible moment imaginable and at her best was still a fucking bitch here's the thing i'm about to inherit eighty thousand dollars from her estate whoop whoop what should i spend that on therapy a few eight balls of blow curious as to your advice are you asking for investment advice Okay, Jill, in, in, in all seriousness, um, whenever you inherit money, and this goes to anybody, I would suggest anybody that inherits money, even if it's not a problematic relationship with a person you've inherited that money from, put that money in an account, a money market or whatever, savings account with higher interest, whatever at least one year before you touch a penny of it one year of grieving before you make any decisions because it sounds to me this is more about not what should I spend it on but am I allowed to spend it because we had a troubled relationship I don't really like her I didn't like her uh, you probably may have complicated grieving, which is what I had when my mom died, where you're like, I think I'm supposed to feel sad. I do kind of feel sad, but I don't, I don't really, I didn't really love, 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 love her. I, I love her, but I, it's, it's a lot. So until you've sorted through those feelings, so yeah, absolutely go see a shrink, A number one, but don't make any financial decisions until you've grieved at least a year. And by the way, the grief process takes a few years. Uh, I mean, I think I'm fine. I'm cool with my mom's death. And that was like, what, four years ago, 2015, 2016. Yeah. So take your time. You don't need to know what to spend it on. Do not give it away. Do not give it uh, to people who are like in your family who think they need it more than you. Don't give a fucking penny to anybody until you've uh, dealt with the emotional side of a death even if it's a good a good relationship you had because god you don't want to make decisions when you're grieving ever 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 all right that's it that's good i think i feel good i feel like i feel good i have to pee really bad i gotta go home i'm gonna take my uh, my older son to um this meditation temple in the dove it's uh mm. 
Oh, it's a it's a place they have swans and where people can like walk around and and uh, meditate. So my oh, son's gonna yeah. ruin people's afternoon <laughs> <laughs> trying to meditate. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that because some some lady told me she, she's like, oh, I'm a nanny and I take him to this temple. I go great, and then my friend was like, yeah, but aren't people trying to meditate there? I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I already told the kid I take him. How are you gonna prep him so he doesn't ruin everyone's day? I mean, <laughs> here's what you do: you bring cookies, you bribe with cookies. You gotta, she gotta be quiet. I'll give you a cookie. And that's what you do. I like it. There you go. And remember, guys, don't yell at your kids. Lean in and whisper. It's scarier. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much. Go ahead and call me, 213-375-5184. Leave me a voicemail. Um, you know, whatever the fuck you want to talk about, bros. Let's talk about it. Leave me a what would Christina P. do. Leave me your mom fails. Leave me the craziest shit you've had to say. Leave me your mom hacks. I absolutely live for mom hacks. And, um, and yeah, that's it. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay cool moms. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P.